You're listening to You Play A What, a podcast by a musician for musicians. My name is Vincent and I play the euphonium. Join me as I sit down with successful musicians to talk about their specialization, inspirations, and career developments. Hello everyone. So I did not expect to be speaking by myself so soon after my episode, but the fact is that nobody wants to talk to me. Or I'm slightly held up by some technicalities for publishing this upcoming episode, originally intended to be episode 15. So you can decide for yourself what the real reason is. Or maybe there's some other conspiracy theories out there. Please feel free to share with me. Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, we just needed a little bit more time to go ahead and get the episode published to the public. So yeah, it shouldn't be too much of a problem. But anyway, so here I am spending some quality time with you. It would be really funny if people would just stop listening after I say that line. Anyway, so the topic for today is really a reflection of the last six months of my life or our lives that has been affected by COVID-19. I say that not saying that we caught the virus, but we, our lives are affected by this virus, right? So you might be thinking, why six months? The virus has been around before much. But really, the time frame was selected because when this episode is uploaded, which is on the 16th of September, it also marks the day of my first physical rehearsal in six months. And I'm super excited for that. It feels like it has been forever. I just hope that I don't get so overwhelmed and get a heart attack or something after hearing all these other sounds, right? On top of that, we are we are preparing some new commissions, which is really exciting. Uh, but more pro- uh, more information about the project uh, in the future. So uh, what is also quite exciting is uh, this past Sunday, Esplanade has trout live performance in the concert hall, trying to make it safe and all that kind of stuff. So uh, this past Sunday... Day Trio, together with their tuba enhancement, Yao Tong was performing a set there, I believe. So yeah, we hope that this could be a sign of more positive news and good things to come, right? With regards to live performances and we can slowly sort of grow back to having more regular live performances all around the country. Now, let's go back six months from the date of publishing this episode, which is 16th of March, which is a Monday. Uh, In fact, the first day of the March school holidays. And prior to that, I have expressed my concerns to some of my friends and colleagues saying that I feel like we are in a rather precarious position because so much of at least my income comes from one source. And the moment CCA stands down, it might mean trouble for me because you know a a big chunk of my income would be compromised right so the first few days of the March holidays was pretty normal talking about on the performance front now uh, my last proper rehearsal was on Wednesday which is the 18th of March so this was on uh, Terence Wong's Latihan which 
uh, it's a piece for uh, for trio. And we had two performances at the National Gallery over that weekend. So we had that rehearsal then as the last one before our performance. Uh, what also happened on that weekend was the wedding of the year. Because it's probably the only wedding I'll be attending this year <laughs> of my wonderful friend, Jimin. So this was really strange uh, for her and stressful for her in particular, I think. Lots of changes in regulations up till the night before the banquet. So that was the start of not having more than five guests per table. So you can imagine how they had to reorganize all the seating. The um, dining hall itself was obviously not big enough to hold all the tables anymore because now the number of tables is multiplied by two. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, but it all turned out very well in the end and she's now living her life with her husband in Hong Kong so enjoying herself so I don't know if you'll be listening to this or not yeah so that that is really more uh, sort of on the performance side of things right so uh, on the teaching side of things on Thursday this is the 19th of March I went to work as normal at the primary school so this was uh for their preparation for SYF. So they had quite a quite long sessions of practice. I think it was from like 8 o'clock to, to 2 o'clock or something like that. And so midway through the rehearsal, I received news that all CCA will stand down until further notice. So that was, we had a three-day camp, but this was this was just the first day. So apparently I didn't have to come back on Friday and Saturday anymore as well. And uh, that, that was interesting, right? So the, the moment you, we get the news that all CCA is going to stand down, of course, a lot of the questions quickly shifted to, so now now what? What's going to happen to our income and all that kind of stuff? Um, but uh, a little bit more on that later, yeah? And apart from this, I also had a student that was supposed to take his grade 8 practical exam on Friday, that is the 20th of March. But the exam board rang him and said that they are cancelling the exams. And he, he was really unlucky because I knew some students, like string students, had already finished their exams early uh, in the earlier part of the month. So yeah, they refunded him the exam fees, but I do feel bad because all other expenses prior to the exam, like hiring myself and a pianist, uh, he has all um, contributed that. So yeah, that's really a shame. So I hope uh, he'll still be uh, driven enough to take this exam, right? Since he's been quite well prepared, I must say. Yeah. Yeah, so between then and the circuit breaker, which was on the 7th of April, a uh, few things got cancelled. Uh, one of the more prominent things included a YST recital which I was supposed to be part of a band accompaniment for, uh, for a particular uh, concerto. So yeah, a lot of things started to be called off because of the restrictions. So during the circuit breaker, I, like many others, was not able to meet up with my partner. So for those of you who know me, you would know that my girlfriend works in the F&B industry. So part of... So it's part one thing to support her business and part one thing to see her. So I would order food from a restaurant every Saturday or Sunday so we can catch up for like three minutes, 
we didn't want to break any rules, right? Uh, but anyway, before you start feeling bad or sorry for us, yeah, you must also know that we went through close to four years of long distance relationship. So this was really like more intermediate mode. If, you know, four years of long distance relationship is like legendary mode, right? So, uh, but it, it is still not easy. Of course, we video call every now and then. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, not having uh, physical meetups is always challenging, isn't it? Um, Work-wise, from that point onwards was really quiet. April really cropped by super slowly for me. But uh, what I did was also not to go on high productivity mode straight away. So, uh, I mean, it wasn't like I was trying to deliberately not do anything and laze around. But I also didn't want it to fill up every minute of my day with something just because now I'm forced to stay at home, right? And I can't go out. So I was actually doing very little every day in April and starting to tune to this kind of difference in the pace of life. So obviously there was a lot more time to work on my playing and do practice and all that kind of stuff. So I I did a little bit of that, but for most parts, I really started getting into sourdough bread baking. So this was a project that I started right around April. And it's still going strong, and uh, which I think is good, right? Because fresh bread at home, I'm not complaining. Yeah, but I, I just didn't think like jumping onto high productivity mode was the way to go. Uh, in my mind, I'm not so positive, right? So I thought that the virus would be around for a much longer time. Um, I might be wrong, but I feel like people who jump into high productivity mode the moment they go into lockdown or for us, the circuit breaker, they pin their hopes on things getting better or becoming normal at a very near future. So for example, I think that maybe a lot of people think that or some of the people that go into high productivity mode thinks that by June or by May, everything will be normal again. Uh, normal meaning we can do our air travel, we can walk around with no mask and hang around as and when we want and do things very openly. But of course, we know that uh, it didn't happen that way. Uh, we are already in September now when we are still sort of, um, yeah, it's more or less controlled now, but we also can't be too complacent and forget all these regulations, right? So yeah, my, my distraction was really just feeding my sourdough starter. Um, yeah, so it, it'd be interesting yeah, uh, to hear from all of you who are listening how you cope with this early parts of Circuit Breaker. Uh, was it difficult for you to be productive? Uh, was there a need for you to be productive as well? So yeah, you can just drop me a PM and we can talk about this. And I'd like to hear this uh, other side of the coin because I believe this is just the way I cope, right? I'm sure there are other ways that people got around uh, coping with this um, uh, situation. So the entire month of April can be summed up as a few hours of private teaching and just a lot of hours of bread baking, basically. Then it's May, where I was part of a few online pedagogical classes 
uh, online interviews, band videos, contribution, recording for performance series and all that kind of stuff. So I was starting to do sort of uh, teaching and performance work, but all from the comforts of my own room, right? So by this time, there was already this overflowing amount of content around social media and it's it comprises of a wide range of quality. So from uh, top soloists that probably had all their gigs cancelled to very young musicians who haven't had the chance to attend perhaps their band rehearsals for months. Uh, everyone, I think, I think needed some kind of like creative output. So I guess uh, also to, to have a, a sense of purpose, right, in um, practicing and learning the instrument and playing the instrument. Now that all the rehearsals and the gigs are cancelled, practice could otherwise become very mundane. So I don't understand that. But I was also kind of overwhelmed by all these videos and posts by everyone. And it kind of turned me off a little bit. And after May, I got really jaded from all this online content. I think a big part of it was because I didn't enjoy a lot of the things I was seeing. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's because I... Maybe it feels like a lot of people are trying like really hard. I can't pin it down, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, the, the content that I, I really enjoyed and connected with me were yeah just a very small percentage of what I was... That what was available to me. So of course, I... Uh, couldn't forget that the circuit breaker was also extended. So instead of, it was supposed to stop at the beginning of May. So now it's been announced that it will go through the entire month of May. And so in in all, May has been okay. A slight increase in workload, but most of it is home recording projects or Skype, uh, not Skype, but uh, Zoom interviews. And yeah, all these kind of classes. The highlight of this month is, of course, uh, recording for the From the Living Room series by NAC. Private teaching remained more or less the same as the previous month. Just a couple of hours of private teaching and that was it for me. Yeah, we move on to the next month, which is June. Uh, so the saddest part of June is that I had to call off my holiday to Japan. So this was a flight that I booked way in advance and I got a really good price for it. I think it was around 400-ish, 450. Yeah, something like that or, or something below 420 or something like that. Yeah, so uh, that was really an unfortunate because I was looking forward to that trip so much and it would, it would have also been my first time to Japan as well. Uh, but apart from that, on the bright side, uh, ECCA was introduced. So gradually more and more uh, schools were starting ECCA's uh, training programs uh, through their through Zoom or Google Meet or other kind of similar softwares. If there are any students listening, please, Try your best and submit recordings of your own playing if you are requested to do so by your tutors or band instructors. So let me explain myself quickly. 
uh, please do not think that the purpose of getting you to do all these things is to force you to practice. It really isn't. It is basically basically why we want you to do a recording and post it so that we can assess the recording is because it is a more accurate version of your playing. The live sessions online has many variables that would alter your playing. So for example, the quality of your internet uh, matters a lot. You know, if your internet is not stable or not fast enough, it might break and therefore the sound quality that's being sent through feels like your playing is chopped up. So maybe you are playing a legato passage completely fine, but because of the internet connection, it didn't sound like it's legato at all, right? So of course, uh, your microphone and the device that you're using plays a part as well. Um, and with the choice of device, then you would you also decide how much uh, controls in the settings you have. So for example, if you're having your ECCAs on Zoom and you're using it on a phone, you have a lot less control over the sensitivity of the mic, right? So it might mean that we can only hear a little bit of sound at the beginning and then that sound just gets uh, cut out by the app or by the sound setting. So many things are at play to sort of distort your playing and give us this sort of much less accurate version of what your playing actually sounds like. So this makes it very difficult for tutors and band directors to give you accurate assessment and useful feedback to improve. So when you submit a recording that is not subjected to latency and all this kind of stuff, we can help you a lot more because now we hear a very uh, accurate and honest version of your performance and your playing. And of course, I know that recordings are very unforgiving and it's hard to do. And you listen back, you just, it's hard for you to be satisfied with your takes, right? But really, nobody is expecting perfection from you a lot of tutors and band directors they expect excellence not perfection so please help us help you okay so please do your recordings for your ccas okay don't feel like we are trying to force you to practice that is really not our intentions or at least it's not my intentions okay yeah so summing up june Cancelled holiday, but big increase in workload as compared to the last two months with ECCAs. And of course, the start of this podcast and the article that deemed artists as non-essential. So yeah, it's very, very exciting month in June, I guess. Yeah, so moving on, July is also exciting. Uh, July comprised of polling day in this very, very different and unique sort of climate nowadays, right? With safe distancing and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I stayed up all night for the results, but because the one that I'm interested in is announced the last, right? So yeah, all the way to the, the wee hours of the night. Otherwise, more online teaching on the school front more schools are starting to start their ECCAs 
and all that kind of stuff. So getting quite busy now towards the end of July. Okay. Um, I was also going out a little bit more now in the month of July, but man, I got so tired after I went out. I really don't know how I used to be able to stay outside from 11 to 11 prior to the circuit breaker. So a normal day would be like, maybe I'll set off from my home at 11, meet some friends for lunch, and then start teaching at, say, 3 o'clock, 3.30, teach for two hours, sometimes three, and then dinner break, and then rehearsal. And then after rehearsal, maybe we just hang out for a little bit, uh, do some chit-chat, have a couple of drinks and stuff like that. And then you, yeah, your day ends like that. So yeah, right now it just feels like a day like that is yeah, ridiculously long. So yeah, I don't think I can do that anymore. But maybe I just need a couple of months to just get into the swing of things again. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but life continues to revolve around practice, online teaching, bread baking and podcasting in no particular order. Um, August is also very similar. Um, yeah, and then this is where I start to feel like this seems to be like the new normal for me now, right? And before you know it, we are at September. It's been six months, the longest hiatus that I took from attending rehearsals. Um, yeah, so looking back, of course, I feel like this last few months, everyone has been through ups and downs and we should come out of this knowing ourselves and the nature of our work better. Um, many industries, I feel like they are exposed to their vulnerabilities during this time. So hopefully moving on from this, let's we'll have a slightly kinder sort of society and you know people would not be uh, reacting or treating you based on financial or material factors yeah so people should just treat you for who you are as a person i believe that is always the way to go yeah um so i believe that the last few months has affected each person uniquely and probably quite profoundly for some of us uh, whether you realized it or not. So if you haven't, maybe we can take some time to reflect on what has been going on in your life for the last couple of months and see how things has changed and how the way you think has changed. Yeah. And to all musicians, may we look forward to sharing the stage together again. I can't wait to have live performances again. I can't wait to be playing in a band with many different people yeah and not just confined in my own room and yeah so today's episode will be a short one just for me to share what has been going on inside my head and some of my thoughts um, not all my thoughts but some of my thoughts this uh, past six months yeah so yeah uh, if, if you want to talk about how uh, your experiences differs or is similar to mine, feel free to get in touch. Yeah, just drop me a message and we can we can talk from there. Yeah, so good. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of You Play A What? And on that note, we will sign off on this episode of 
you play a watch. You have been listening to You Play a What, hosted by Vincent Tan. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button so that you'll be notified when a new episode is posted. Rate and review the podcast and share it with your friends if you feel so inclined. The theme music for the podcast is entitled Midnight Affairs and is composed by Algirdas Matonis and recorded by Vincent Tan. Thank you so much for listening to You Play or What? Until next time.